The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience, talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Keep the conversation going. Directory assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421. On W4WN Radio Guest Skype. Good morning. Australia. Good evening, America. We're back on Radio Tony, broadcasting live from the beautiful Talabudra Valley in the Gold Coast hinterland, Australia. Not far from the famous beaches of Byron Bay, where famous people like Chris Hemsworth and his Matt Matt Damon live and hang out. Hi, Rebel. Um, If you'd like to... uh, Drop me a line on the show. Uh, pop into our um, to my website, or join me on Facebook, Tony Lontis, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a wonderful guest today with us to talk about a very important topic called workplace bullying. Um, but before we get on with the show, here's what's making world news this week: one in five deaths has been linked to poor diet. Poor diets that are high in sugar, salt, processed meat contribute to one in five deaths in 2017. A global study published by the medical journal Lancet says, what a sad state of affairs we're in. Um, In other notes, Britney Spears is in uh, mental health me time. Pop star Britney Spears told her Instagram followers she was taking some me time after reports that the singer had to check into a mental health facility. What a powerful message this sends to the world. It's okay to have me time. It's okay to take a mental health break. It's okay to take time out and it's okay to admit that she needs this. Well done, Britney. Brexit continues in the UK, with the British government and the main opposition were to hold further crisis talks um, after MPs voted in favour of a Brexit delay that would avoid Britain crashing out of the EU on the 12th of April. What a debacle this has been, and what an impact that's going to have on the economy of the UK, surely. In other fun news, uh, Harry and Meghan notch up an Instagram record. Prince Harry and his delightful wife Meghan's Instagram account has set a new world record, attracting a million followers in the shortest amount of time, five hours and 45 minutes. I'd be happy to just get 100 followers. Follow me at Tony M. Lontis on Instagram. Democrats vote to subpoena the Mueller report. A U.S. House House 
of Representatives Committee has voted to subpoena Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report in full, as well as testimony from the former Trump aides. Can someone please explain why this report is not public? And if Trump has nothing to hide, why not make it available? In Fiji, uh, New Zealand journalists were detained after they apparently trespassed on a Chinese developer's controversial resort. The Fiji Prime Minister apologised to the three journalists who were held overnight by police after they tried to interview the controversial Chinese resort developer. Apparently, the uh, journalists had not done anything wrong, but I'm guessing the arresting officers were wishing that they'd asked a few more questions before detaining these journalists overnight. In Australia, Parliament has passed legislation to crack down on violent videos on social media, despite furious reaction from the tech industry, media companies and legal experts. I think this is a great idea and a positive step for Australia. This week, Australian actress Michelle Williams commented for the first time on pay inequality with regard to her role in All the Money. Um, uh, in her, uh, with Mark Warburg. Um, it's a comment worth repeating, so here it is. Guess what? No one cared, said Williams. This came as no surprise to me. It simply reinforced my life-learned belief that equality is not an inalienable right and that women would always be working just as hard for less money while shouldering more responsibility at home. She continued, I've been a working actress since the age of 12. I've been accredited by my industry at the highest levels and still that doesn't translate to equal compensation. The controversy only seemed to come to public attention after the actress Jessica Chastain tweeted about it. Jessica's audience is much wider than mine, said Williams, a four-time Oscar nominee who is not on social media, and she wasn't afraid to pick up the megaphone and be heard, and heard she was. There was an uproar and a public shaming within my industry that resulted in a $2 million donation to the Time's Up Defence Fund. Whilst Warburg finally donated his salary, uh, which represents both uh, Williams and Warburg, they donated a further 500000 It's not known if Williams received any additional salary. Michelle has since stated that she started to see a wave of inequality turning in the industry, and that's a really good thing to hear. So today's guest um, is a friend of mine called Sandy Stoltenberg. Um, now, Sandy is the daughter of Dutch migrants who grew up in Blacktown, Western Sydney in New South Wales. She followed her calling to become a well-represented and accomplished educator for over 25 years, juggling the demands of being a single mum and a passion for her students in the classroom. She has experience in a variety of schools in both Sydney and Adelaide, South Australia. Her dedication to her students and her ability to teach the whole child enabled her to touch many students' lives. She knows love is the answer. This philosophy is still the hallmark of, a motiv of her motivation to continue to educate others today. In 2009 to 2011, Sandy found herself in dire and completely foreign situation when she was a victim of workplace bullying. 
It took just two years to completely annihilate the life and the career of this exceptional teacher. Through her fight for life and justice, Sandy has become an advocate for other victims of bullying in the workplace, helping them to receive compensation and justice in a system that is biased towards the perpetrator and their antics. Through intensive research in her quest to regain her health, she has an intimate knowledge of personality type, the tactics they use and the qualities they need to repel them and fight them. She has coined the term the life breakers to describe how these people aren't just bullies. They want your life and they will stop at nothing to take it from you. In her courage to speak out and shine a light on the pandemic of life breakers, not just in education but in workplace, her ambition is to encourage all victims to come forward, speak out and join her anti-bullying revolution. Corruption is evident in every aspect of experiencing bullying, investigating bullying, proving bullying and treating and seeking compensation and justice for the victims of bullying. Laws need to be passed that make workplace bullying illegal. Parliamentary inquiry and Royal Commission needs to investigate the corruption at the higher echelons of all corporations and government departments. When we come back after the break, we will be talking to Sandy about her new book. Her new book is called The Life Breakers, and it's her detailed experience with debilitating workplace bullying, particularly in the education system. Um, Sandy has taken a long time to recover from her personal bullying episodes, and she's fought her way back to now be living a healthy, whole life. Um, Sandy is uh, a fellow author and she took time out this uh, last year in 2018 to write her book and it's just launched. Um, You can have a quick look at her book if you go to Sandy Stolzenberg, that's S-A-N-D-Y-S-T-A-L-E-N B-E-G-R-G dot com. You'll be able to see her book, The Life Breakers, One Teacher's Fight for Sanity and Justice in the Workplace Bullying. Now, quickly, before we go to our next break, um, I've got a few questions here. So someone said, I haven't heard that in the news. Um, Well, uh, I'm sorry that you haven't. (laughs) Good to hear things that we didn't get in our area. That's why I do it because often we just hear what's going on in our local area or even indeed our local country and it's often good to hear what's happening in the rest of the world. Um, People in entertainment can choose to work for what is offered as far as pay goes. Well, I'm a little... um, I actually think that equality is something that is missing. And as a woman, I know that I can work just as hard as a man, but in some industries that doesn't equate to equal pay and that's not fair. Um, Women who do the same work as men should be the same. And if you're talking about an actor or an actress, they're doing the same job. 
I don't care who is more popular or not. If they're doing the same job, they deserve equal pay. Uh, just as the rights of women should be equal to those of men. Um, uh, something else that happened in Australian news this week was the censoring of one of our very controversial politicians called Fraser Anning. Fraser Anning is famous for his um, irrational outbursts and in the wake of the Auckland shooting, he blamed the shooting on uh, Muslim immigration. So because of that comment, he was censured from our parliament and asked uh, not to return. He, Following up from that, he was banned from Qantas Airlines, uh, their uh, executive uh, suite. Apparently, you uh, can't buy into this executive suite. You have to be asked. So Fraser um, Anning was ceremoniously dumped from being allowed to uh, enter the Qantas lounge and that too sends a very strong message that we won't tolerate such irrational and thoughtless comments in the public arena. So without any further ado, I'll hand over for our song this morning and after we come back from a song and a break, we'll be online with the wonderful Sandy to have a chat about her latest book. See you on the other side. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard.
Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues. This is Radio Tony on W4WN. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Lontis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Keep the conversation going. Directory assistant. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421. On W4WN Radio Guest Skype. And welcome back. Hi, Sandy. How are you this morning? I'm really well, thank you. How are you, Tony? I'm good. It's so great to have you on the radio with me today. I just finished reading your book yesterday afternoon and, wow, your story hit quite a few triggers for me. And um, with that in mind, it's timely reminder that for everyone listening tonight and today, please talk to someone if our topics cause you any reaction that is painful. Don't sit on it thinking it'll disappear. Go and talk to someone, seek someone professional for advice um, and have a chat about how you're feeling. So, Sandy, firstly, congratulations on the launch of your book. I know it's been a tough labour of love. Yes, it has. Um, and I know that you want to shine a light on the evil of workplace bullying. So firstly, today, I thought we'd talk about the concept of life breakers and why you coined the phrase and what it means to you. Well, the life breakers was actually um, a term that I came up with through my research because yeah. um, my life was broken by... Yes people that I had never realised existed in the world. Um, In in my book, I talk about how we've all been raised in a certain way to have values and morals. And um, people don't realise that there are actually other people in the world that perhaps have been raised that way, but through their own mental illness, their psychopathy, um, their urges... They see something within you and they want your life and they will do anything and they're determined to break it. Yes, yes. It's it's a lot about um, power and control of people, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. Um, they recognise the qualities in you that are lacking within themselves and that triggers some sort of a psychopathic urge within them and they will do anything to relieve themselves of that well of rage within them. And I certainly um, came across that within my workplace. Yeah. And and it was more about something in them rather than something in you because you were just being a wonderful teacher, engaging with your children um, in your classroom and, and loving your job. You essentially hadn't done anything wrong had you Sandy the only thing that I did wrong was be me yeah Um, 
the number one thing that uh, malignant narcissists, which is what they are, the number one thing that um, triggers that urge in you, particularly in the workplace, is that you are exceptional at your job. And yes. that, that triggers something, a rage within them that they just have to put out. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of narcissism, yes. um, it might be timely to discuss like some of those behaviours for our listeners. Most definitely. So malignant narcissists are not actually recognised in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. They're a part really? of the... No, they're not. They're, uh, it's actually a theory or... Um, Yes, it's actually a theory. Yes. Um, malignant narcissists are not recognised, so therefore the damage that they do, which is called the moral injury, which is yes. PTSD3, is yes. also not recognised. Really? Even even in 2019 that PTSD element yeah. is still not recognised? That's correct. And for all of our listeners... Um, Sandy, do you want to explain a bit about PTSD and sure. what the PTSD stands for? Well, post-traumatic stress disorder is PTSD. Yes. When, when you are a victim of trauma, your brain recognises that you are under threat. Yes. What your, what your brain does is it's a primal urge to keep you safe. Yes. So, so then your brain wiring gets rewired and your brain is adjusted to trying to keep you safe. And it's forever adjusted, isn't it? That's my understanding that it, your, we, your brain is actually rewired differently than it's what permanent. it was pre-PTSD. It's permanent, yeah. It's a, yeah. Brain, it's a brain injury. So the treatment for PTSD is quite specific, but if the medical people don't recognise that because of your workplace trauma that your brain has been injured, they're treating you for the, um, the incidental, the byproduct of being brain injured. So they're so treating like the you, depression. They're treating you for depression, anxiety and adjustment disorder. So. Uh -huh. You can't even be diagnosed with PTSD three because it's not recognised. Oh PT wow! PTSD one and two, there are two pathways to trauma. Yeah. That is that is recognised. One is what our what our veterans see when they experience theatres of war. Yes. Yes. And and the other one is complex PTSD. Yes. Where um, victims like you, which yeah. have experienced sexual abuse or yeah. domestic or domestic violence, yeah. you've actually have to have witnessed violence or trauma to be recognised as having PTSD. But there is another pathway to trauma yes. that that is just becoming known. Yes. That um, there are two pathways to trauma. Yeah. One is the the PTSD one and two, which is yes. the threat, threat, fear, and terror pathway. Yes. The one that I've got is the horror, shock, injustice, and guilt pathway. Yes. So that means that 
the way that I recognise myself, the yes. way that I, the, the the way that I see myself, that has been permanently injured. I I have a moral injury, so the very fibre of my being has yes. been attacked, and yeah. it it's been permanently injured. Yeah, yeah, and this is a direct result of what you suffered in the workplace. Correct. Do you feel comfortable telling our listeners some of the behaviours um, that you experienced during this time of workplace bullying? Absolutely. Well, for a, a cycle of abuse to to be able to be existing, you have to have a victim yes. and, you have, and you have to have a perpetrator. Yes. There are two cycles of abuse, the one that you've experienced. Yes. And and me personally as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the domestic violence cycle of abuse. Yes. So it goes in a cycle. Yes. So does the workplace bullying. So in a cycle of domestic abuse, yeah. it goes in a six-stage cycle. Yeah. So first, first of all, you meet the person, you fall in love, and that's called the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And that's that's where the relationship is really, um, it's love bombing, it's you can't live without each other. It's And everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. Then, yeah. then once they've got you, that's when the life breakers behaviour changes. So it becomes that they're, they're irritable and yes. they are impatient and they're frustrated and they become short-tempered, um, they can be possessive and jealous and want to control you. Yeah. They, and they're accusing you of things that they're actually saying to themselves. And it starts very slowly and innocuously and builds up, doesn't it? Look, it's very much like sexual abuse in the term of grooming. Yes. Um, there is... they. The life breakers, they they have this sense of picking their target due to their vulnerability. Yes, Being and I'd love to talk more about vulner uh, vulnerability um, after the break. Um, yeah. Not a break yet, but um, just to get viewers, we'll come back to the vulnerability discussion. Sure. Um, sure. But so after the build-up phase, what comes next, Sandy? Well, well, that's when the first explosion happens because they've got this volcanic urge that they can't control. Yes. So when they're pointing the finger at you and yes. accusing you of everything that is really happening within themselves, yeah. there, need, there needs to be that release. So that's when the standover phase and that's when things really get ramped up. Uh. Um yeah, and that's when it's really quite immature in terms of it's like a two-year-old having a tantrum. Tantrum, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when the volcano erupts yeah. and that's that's when you've got this massive explosion. Um, it's just dependent upon how the life breaker takes it. Yeah, how yeah. It, goes. it could be just verbal. It could be breaking things. It could be um, smashing things. Um, yeah. It's completely reckless behaviour. I like to liken it as a two-year-old throwing a massive meltdown tantrum. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's out of control and they can't resist that urge. No, no. So in in a personal relationship, then you've got the remorse stage. Yeah. So, uh, you know, their motto is always that it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yes, yes. Um, you know, this is when you'll hear, I'll change, I'll get counselling, I'm so ashamed. They try and minimise or justify their behaviour and yeah. sometimes they'll even say, it's your fault, you made me do it or it was only a slap. Very destructive behaviour. <laughs> After the break, Sandy, we'll come back and we'll talk about the final stage of the cycle of abuse. Sure. And we'll also try and talk about that wonderful uh, subject of vulnerability and how that plays into not only workplace bullying but uh, domestic violence and abuse. Back Thank after you. the break. Thanks. Radio Tony, difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Join Tony Londis, author of Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty on the Women for Women Network. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony is your safe space for these tough conversations. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues. This is Radio Tony on W4WN. Hello, we're all back again. We're talking with Sandy Stolzenberg today um, about her wonderful book called The Life Breakers. And before the break, we were talking about the cycle of abuse. And we've got to the final stage. And I'll let Sandy take over and tell you about the um, pursuit stage. And then I'd like to have a quick talk about vulnerability. And if anyone's got any questions, please pop online and send them through to us now. So back to you, Sandy. Thanks, Tony. So the pursuit stage, this is where in a personal relationship, um, the life breaker now needs to suck you back in. Yeah. Um, so this is where the victim will experience the love bombing stage again. So they'll be getting gifts. Um, the perpetrator will be showing their victim compassion. I can't live without you. Please don't leave me. If you yeah. leave me, I'll kill myself. Um, or the threat of more violence towards you is also a great possibility. So then that moves you back into the honeymoon phase where... All over again. Nothing seems to be wrong and um, just waiting for the next explosion. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible cycle. And for everyone listening, it's a cycle that's terribly difficult to remove yourself from. Um, and sometimes it's even harder as the victim when you're in that cycle to recognise what is happening in your life, isn't it, Sandy? Well, it's most definitely that way, Tony, because as I said at the beginning of our show, um, people have been raised in a certain way. And so when you see this type of abhorrent behaviour, it's a complete shock because yeah. you don't expect people to behave that way. No. So the cycle of abuse really relies on the victim being vulnerable and believing all of the things that the perpetrator says about 
the victim. It yeah. really, it's a wearing down um, until there's nothing left because yeah. Life, yeah. Life, life breakers, regardless yeah. of what type of abuse you are actually experiencing, they, yeah. all, they find you in peace and they always leave you in pieces. Yeah, yeah. And so even talking about that, I'll just I'll bring the subject of vulnerability in. And one of my favourite uh, speakers and authors is um, Dr. Brene Brown. Oh, and me she, too. Yeah, she describes vulnerability as anything that is uncertain, has a risk or is at uh, an emotional exposure. Yes. She also says that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. Um, it's also a point in our lives um, where we need to protect ourselves. So in instances of uh, domestic abuse, violence, workplace bullying, the victim is usually at some point of vulnerability. And, Sandy, I'd like for you to describe to our viewers the vulnerabilities that were in your life at the time that this um, workplace bullying happened? Yes, the vulnerability was that um, I lost my first love, my dad. Um, We were extremely close and... The vulnerability there. I'm like an open book. Yes. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. Because I assume that what I call in the book Dad's Law, yeah. the, the virtues that we've all been raised with honesty, yeah. integrity, compassion, empathy, treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. Um, that all came from my dad and my yeah. mum, of course. So um, I moved schools. And um, I immediately sensed that it was a completely different vibe yeah. to to any other school that I've worked in. And I was a teacher with 25 years' experience. Yeah. I was I was a teacher known for my style of teaching. Um, I'm I'm creative. I'm loud. I'm musical. I'm that teacher. You know, yeah. the loud. I'm the loud, arty farty teacher. So. <laughs> Um, Which kids love. uh, Yes, and my teaching style is very much based on vulnerability because when you're vulnerable, not only is it seen as um, a negative, but vulnerability is a completely important thing to have happen to you because when you're vulnerable, everything in life is possible. And to be a good learner, you have to be vulnerable, vulnerable because absolutely that allows you to take risks. Yeah. Yes, vulnerability is um, a, a, a powerful thing that um, encourages uh, courage in all of us. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering, are there some tips or strategies that we can give our listeners that might help them um, cope better in these situations and to deal with the bullies and life breakers in our lives? Um, life breakers always give themselves away. Yes. So um, educating yourself about who these people are is really important. 
I I was raised to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Um, I don't do that now. I, I I've lost complete trust in yeah. in my ability to read people. So um, that's part of my PTSD. Yeah. Um, you become uh, I'm I, I'm going to get you before you get me type. You know. Yes. Um, so it's really important to look at someone's body language. Yes. Life, life breakers with their body language always give themselves away. They never look you straight in the eye. Yeah. Um, they can be charming. They can be prince charming. They are fact finders. They're trying to find out information about you. Yeah. So don't be an open book. Don't let them in until they have proven your worth. Yeah. Life breakers also, their speech gives gives them away. Yeah. They they always start sentences with I. Uh-huh. They they never use sentences that uh, allude to anything other than about themselves. Yeah. They're not they're not very good listeners. Yeah. They interrupt a lot. They aren't really interested in what you've got to say. Yeah. They're interested in they listen to what you're say you're saying so that they can gather data on you, but yeah. also to use what you're saying against you. Yes. Another interesting thing I discovered is that lifebreakers never use abbreviations. They never say I'll, won't, don't, she'll. They always speak without contractions. So yeah. they they will say, I do not, like Bill Clinton, I yeah. do not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. That that's an indication to me that he is a life breaker. Oh, it's, okay. it's it's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. In the workplace, which is what my book is about, yeah. the the cycle of workplace abuse is it mirrors the cycle of abuse in a domestic yeah. situation. Yeah. The only the only difference is is that there's no honeymoon stage. Yeah. Um, once they have decided that you are their next victim, they are relentless and there's no rest. And in my they in don't my, let up at all. No, in my experience, it took 28, 28 months to completely annihilate my life. Yeah. I, lo- I lost my home. I lost my marriage. I lost my mental health, my yeah. physical health, my career, and nearly my life. Oh, dear. Malignant narcissists are the most dangerous people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it, that we there are more narcissists now or is that we have more information about those personality types? Look, to, to, to diagnose a narcissist, you have a very specific set of um, tools from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental yeah. Disorders. The problem with diagnosing a narcissist is that they don't believe that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. So most of the statistics that they have are because 
narcissists are usually court ordered to yeah. un- to undertake um, a diagnosis. Uh-huh. In my research, fifty years ago, the prevalence of narcissism was one in far, uh, one in ten. Wow. Um, it's now one in four. So wow. I I could not find any research to correlate the reason why it's such an escalation, but yeah. there there is research to say that it is a genetic um, mutation that wow. that that's the prevalence. Mm, it's and scary. Because we're, we're <laughs> the world it's is scary. growing at such a rate, our population. I guess that they they will become more prevalent, which is very sad. Well, if you think about it, if it's one in four people, that's fairly oh, high God. chances of the rest of us coming across them. They are in your workplace, they're in your family, they're in your sporting groups, they're in your church groups. Yeah, you they're have, everywhere. You have a one in four chance of coming across a life breaker. And they wreak such havoc on people's lives. It's unbelievable. The oh. tools, the tools that they use, are very um, psychopathic. Yeah, yeah. There are no laws in place that um, protect people. Protect people because it's such a, a psychological, emotional assault. It's very difficult to prove until you're completely annihilated because they're so good at lying because yes. they're, path- they're pathological liars. They're very good at manip- manipulation. They, um, they are very good at bringing people in by gaslighting. About yeah. they, um, they're revisionary historians. Yeah. So the truth to them is reconstructed in their own mind and they truly believe it. Yeah, yeah. So you're left with your life broken. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk through our next break because I just think that's important that we have a quick conversation about um, gaslighting. <laughs> For those sure. of you that um, haven't heard the term uh, used before, it is um, – I'll let – you explain, if you like, um, Sandy, what gaslighting is and it's a behaviour that people use. Correct. So gaslighting is a term that's, um, it was coined from the 1944 movie Gaslight, where yes. a, man, he, a man manipulates his wife to the point where she thinks she's losing her mind. Yeah. So it really is a tactic which a person um, is using this in order to gain more power to make a victim question their own reality. And yes. any, anyone is susceptible to gaslighting. And it's a common technique that's used by abusers, dictators, narcissists and cult leaders. Um, it's done slowly so that the victim doesn't realise that they're being brainwashed. And I know from my particular history that I actually didn't realise until afterwards I I actually thought that I was crazy and that mm. I was going insane 
Um, and it wasn't until I was out the other side that I realised or learnt about this term called gaslighting, yeah. where the the perpetrator really does convince you that you are in fact insane when you're not. You're exactly. quite rational. You're just picking up on their evilness, so to speak. Well, gaslighting is done in 11 ways. So the lifebreaker will tell blatant lies. They deny that they've ever said anything, even though you have proof. They, yeah. use, they use what is near and dear to you as their yeah. ammunition. They wear you down over time. Their, yeah. action, their actions never match their words. They throw in positive reinforcement just to confuse you. Yeah. Because they know the confusion weakens people. Yeah. They they project so they're accusing you of what they are really doing. Yeah. And this this is done to distract everyone from their own behaviour and focuses on the victim. Yeah. They yeah. they tell they tell you or everybody else that you are crazy yeah. and they they try and align people against you and they tell everybody else that you are the liar by manipulation. Yeah. This this makes everybody turn back to the life breaker for yes. the cor for the correct information yeah. which which really hasn't got um the they you don't have the correct um, no. information at all. No. So in the workplace once this is happening you've yes. got you've got triangulation. Yes. Um so that's a manipulation where the gaslighter brings in more troops. Yes. So this, this is where you've got um, the people coming with the pitchforks and the torches because yeah. you are this evil person. Yes, so and you're not. They you're not at all. You've just no. usually called out the person gaslighting for their bad behaviour and yeah. you're bearing the consequences so when it's triangulation the gaslighter is now gathering troops who believe what the life breaker is saying so yeah. they're, they're using that person to spread the word the information and it really is a ripple effect that completely destroys you because they can control the nuances of yeah. the, the conversation, the communication is they, they are steering how they want this to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're making false a a accusations against you. Yeah. It's often used as a wedge that is driven between you and personal relationships. So yeah. the people that you love actually start believing what the – the life breaker is saying about yeah. you, which and means it's a terrible place for a person to be. It's soul horrible. destroying, lonely. It's yeah, it's quite a betrayal, and it's a, a, again an assault on every fibre of your being. It is. Well, Sandy, I'm afraid we're just about out of time. I've loved having you on my radio show today and I thank you so much for being here to um, talk to our listeners about these very valuable subjects to know. Um, quickly, next week we'll have a wonderful guest by the name of Joyce Short who is the consent campaigner and has been successful in changing laws around consent um, across America. So um, in just in closing, my last quote for today is by Theodore Roosevelt and I love this and it's 
not the critic that counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of good deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man in the arena whose face is actually marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again and again. But because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, or who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be those cold and timid souls who have neither known victory nor defeat. Thank you so much, Sandy. We'll see you all next week on Radio Tony. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!